What's up, dudes? And dudettes. Welcome to, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, nah, nah. Welcome to uh, the show. Or whatever. How's it going, Joel? Well, that's right. Joel's not here. It's just me. What have I done? Hey guys, it's your boy Doug. Welcome to another negative episode of I Didn't See It But I Believe You and uh, negative episode two. And uh, I'm your host, Doug. Yeah, boy. So uh, if you listen to the first negative episode, um, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's just going to be me or just doesn't necessarily have to just be me. Uh, sorry, there's a double hump camo on my TV right now. Like, looks like he's going to take a big old slam, but he's just taking his tail and throwing it into his crotch. Get it, bud. Um, anyways, negative episodes are going to be essentially me by myself or with another guest and essentially anything that's not Joel and I together in our regular format in the positive episodes can be a negative episode and not negative as in bad negative as in couldn't think of any any other thing to call it but um joel joel and i if y'all listen to the, our last episode joel is excited to start working on his own he says he's going to do it uh start doing some stuff in december we'll see if not i mean there's always 2020 i mean if we make it i am at my bar it is closed i am having some drinks again they're not white claw tonight i am doing I, I built two cocktails i'm doing um i don't know i just been in this freaking salty dog thing man there's freshly squeezed grapefruit juice is just getting my goat so i'm just uh one of them is going to be um a rum variation of a salty dog and the next one to it is going to be my version of a Cuba Libre. And I must say it is very good. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. Went out there, asked y'all to uh, send me some questions. Y'all send a few, and I'm really uh, excited to get to those. Uh, my mother is next door in the flower shop getting ready for the holiday season. Uh, of course, I am kind of gut wrenched that you can already walk into a store and start hearing Christmas music. But why? I don't necessarily, I know I always talk about <clears throat> on the air with Joel about how I don't like Christmas, and it's not anything against people that like Christmas. And it's like, I don't want to be an Ebenezer Scrooge. But I tend to relate to them because I just feel like um, feel like everybody. Well, I feel a lot of people are missing the point. You know, it's like you don't. What about just being together? What about being family and like our friends and like just uh, hanging out and just being together and loving each other? Hey, how about this? Don't buy me um, 
well, I do appreciate the socks and stuff. That kind of stuff, I guess I do appreciate. But it's like, well, I mean, instead of buying me a present, why don't you um, help me on my rent or something? But whatever. I definitely get it. I've definitely been helped out on my rent plenty of times in my life. So whatever. I um, had a really special guest last night. A friend of mine came down. Um, from Austin with his lovely girlfriend. I did a dinner for them. My niece and nephew came and helped me out, and it went really well. The boys from Gulf Breeze came through, brought some uh, wonderful bottles for the pair with the meal and things like that. It ended up being like six courses. It was freaking awesome, and I want to do stuff like that more often. It's really nice to start cooking again. I I, I cooked for years, and then I just uh, started serving and bartending and stuff just to get a different – Honestly, I did it because I wanted to start making more money and just get better at uh, my front of house service and then um, just kind of turn into what I'm doing today. I always knew I wanted to own my own business. I I, I was a touring, I toured for a long time music. I, I obviously still play and things like that, but I always knew that when I was younger, I wanted to own my own business. I come from, uh, I guess, uh, well, I come from a family that everybody's own their own businesses like my mother's flower shop before that was my grandmother's before that it was her mother's and then so you know but like we've always been our own bosses i've always like really gravitated to that i mean i i do work well for others and for the most part work well with others but um yeah man like controlling my own destiny and all that stuff like it's kind of like it's kind of more my 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 vibe you know so so i'm gonna mess this uh i'm gonna turn down a bit i feel like it's cracking up how's that okay and so like it's more of my vibe you know and then i just uh i mean i thought i was gonna be a, i thought i was gonna be a bmx or i thought i was gonna be a professional bmx or bro fucking doing backflips and freaking bunny hops over freaking uh cars and stuff but that didn't work out i was in a too, being too much of a freaking scary cat i guess but um and then uh i was like maybe i'll open up maybe i'll open a bike shop one day i even tried to open a bike shop back in my uh mom's flower shop one time when i was a kid and nobody didn't know what i was doing but hey i tried and then uh got to high school really got into music and i always said like ever since the fourth grade i said i wanted to freaking play rock and roll and then uh I uh, really went hard in that, and then um, just always, always worked in the service industry. Always, like even when I uh, my first job was at Giant Carinos, when I was seventeen years old, man. And honestly, I always tell people like that, like want to get into like like i want to be a chef because when i was a kid nobody wanted to be a chef and the guys that did become chefs like nobody nobody cared say oh you're a chef cool like whatever but now it's like a rock that's the new rock star and so people are like oh you're uh you cook to these restaurants so you're uh, a chef which i don't i'm like yeah i'm more of a just a cook but i guess but um they're like uh Oh, dude, I want to. I want to be a chef so bad. I want to be. I'm like, you know what, man? You know, what I recommend your first job, go work at a freaking Johnny Carino's or a Mac or a chain restaurant, whatever. Like, because those corporate dudes. Well, at least when I was younger, uh, man, 
I, they threw me to the damn wolves, dude. It was crazy. I, I started off as a host, and then I went. I was like, man, I want to do something different. And then uh, my man John, the manager, who I who really taught me a lot, threw me to the dish pit, and that's the hardest work. Well, for it's yes, yeah, honestly, to even today, that's some of the hardest work you can do, man. You get paid very little, and you work a lot i mean and you're busting your ass and then you can't stop it doesn't especially in a busy restaurant it just doesn't stop you need to you cannot stop washing dishes you just freaking pound it and it seems like it would be monotonous but it's really just keeps going keeps going different faces different different persons different jokes different uh uh machines different sinks changing the water it's like it's really not monotonous like you really got to do a lot put everything up polish the glasses freaking yell at servers for freaking not uh for getting in your way or not uh doing enough it's pretty fun pretty hectic so i was a dishwasher there and i remember it'd be like freaking two in the morning everybody's gone and i'm still there because john's doing his numbers uh my old boss he's like oh dude so did you brass with the pipe shut? I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, kid. He's like, no, no. So I mean, this place would be spotless. We would do grout cleaner every night. We would freaking brasso pipes every night. It was wild. And uh, you know, and I started working in other kitchens when I got older, and there's some kitchens I was like, I walk into them like, this is bad. Like, like to the point where I'd be nervous. Like, I'm like, oh my God, the health, the health department's going to shut us down. Health department comes in like a month later. Like, oh yeah, you get a freaking 95. I'm like, this place, this place. I'm like, damn dude. I'm like, so we must've been, they, they got, should have given us at Carino's when I was a kid, one fifties, one, one ten to one fifty. Cause that place was spotless, spotless. And then I went and worked at the giant Carino's and, um, Austin, the actual flagship store off of Brody Lane. And I was dishwashing there too and busing. That was crazy. There was a, there was a, I think it was on Duran. I think it was Walter. We couldn't, we didn't, and I was like 19. And he couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Spanish, but we just like got along so well and we worked together. I remember he would flex and his freaking biceps would be bulging just from washing dishes, from scrubbing pans and stuff like that. I'm like, damn. And they're like, yeah, dude, you're going to get ripped working in a dish pit. And I'm like, hell yeah. But come to find out, I uh, was really bad at keeping a job when I was younger. I don't even remember why. I just remember them, uh, <laughs> I guess I missed work or something. And like, I remember them, uh, the manager sitting down to me, sitting down, sitting me down. I think it was the same. Okay, I remember I had Texas tattooed on the back of one of my arms at the time. I still do. And he's like, "You can get ATX tattooed on the other back on the back of your other arm or something." I'm like, "So it'd say ATX Texas?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like I'm like, "I like my Texas tattoo, dude." He's like from Buffalo. It's like screw you, dude. But anyways, it wasn't him that sat me down. Cause I remember exactly. Like, I remember a manager sat me down. One that wasn't. Um, John, because I know John, the reason I went to that one because John moved to Austin to work at the flag, flagship store, so I followed him up there. But I remember they sat me down there like, uh, so I, I missed a shift or something like that, or I don't know, something like that. And, but I just remember they're like, you know, you did, what do you, what do you, uh, what, why'd you miss your shift? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. And they're looking at me like, uh, so like, what do you, 
what do you think we should do? Asking me, I'm like, I don't know. Give me another shot. He's like, you don't think we should fire you? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, uh, and finally he's like, I'm like, well, I mean, it's like, I just don't understand like why you would, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, and he's like, so what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I get, he goes, and then he goes, oh, he says to me, he goes, what would you do if you were in my position? I go, I, I guess I would, uh, I guess I would fire me or fire the person. And he, the guy likes it. He goes, I'm, yeah, so I'm happy you understand. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they fired me. They fired me at the one of at the giant crimson Victoria because I forgot to ask off for my graduation day. And I had to go to my graduation. And I walked in the next day. He's like, you can't be back. I go to get my money or something like that, my my tips or whatever. And like, you can't be back here. I'm like, why not? It's like, you don't work here anymore. I'm like, what? I mean, I'm a kid. I'm 17. 18, whatever I was. Whatever. I get it. My niece is 17. She'll be 18 next month. And uh, she tells me, she tells me she might, she has like, she's kind of on the fence about what she wants to do when she graduates, which I get. But if she sticks around here, man, I, I am totally going to take her under my wing and she is going to be, I'm going to just pretty much told her she's going to have to learn a certain amount of drinks to make. And like, how, well, she's going to start off bar backing, like seriously bar backing and like learning how to make drinks and learning how ratios work and learning why things are made these ways and why these elements go with this, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And then, um, and I'm like, and by the time you're ready to move off, if you say you want to go to Austin, I can, I can reach out to people. I know, get you in a spot to where you're going to be already hand over fist better than any bartender. Uh, well, maybe not the places like, you know I mean? Or if say, so like, like, you know, or she could be, you know, you can be one of the best bartenders ever. Cause you've been busting your ass to learn all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like how many teenagers know how to make a proper Tom Collins or are, are confident in making a real daiquiri? Not many, but she will be. I mean, she'll, if she, if she wants to be, if she allows me to show her the way of alcoholism, <laughs> but she's not drinking by the way, but in Texas, you can legally be a bartender at 18. pretty sure you're allowed to taste just to make sure things are right and everything but like like straw tasting not like oh, let me have a sip of that like let me have a let me have a chug of your beer not not like that more like just to make sure you're being consistent and making things right you're allowed to taste like samples or whatever just so you can um sell your product know how to use your product all that kind of stuff but uh yeah i mean i really i, I think that she's I, we talked about before i think she's going to be really into it I think I think she wants to learn that stuff. Again, it's like, dude, what does she want to go work at Anvil in Houston? It's like, look, you can go to Anvil in Houston and apprentice there or be a bar back there. And then when you when they're like, all right, it's time for you to start learning how to make drinks, be humble and let them show you everything. They'd be like, man, you're so good at this. Be like, and then eventually they're going to find out, it's like, oh, you already know how to make all these drinks? How? And be like, well, I've been bar backing for and bartending for Doug Blank down in freaking Quero, Texas uh, for – for a year now and he's just been showing i'm like that's awesome that's great well we're gonna make you even better which is what you want dude this fucking bar anvil everybody knows anvil in my industry or whatever but i remember i because i don't spend too much time in houston 
uh, which is Houston is awesome, by the way. I know a lot of people are on the fence about Houston, but especially my last couple of visits, and I'm just been blown. I'm blown away with the with their with their scene, with their with their bar scene. But anyways, um, go to uh, I go to Anvil because I've been recommended, uh, been told to go a few times. Where and like I remember my buddies like. Cause I also want to go to uh, Tongue Cut Sparrow. Same owner. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but I will. But um, my buddy's like, you got to go check out Anvil. I'm like, all right, yeah. He's like, no, seriously. He's like, dude, I saw a guy making like four old fashions at one time, spending four old fashions at one time, and it didn't. And it, and it, and it was not lame. It was actually quite amazing. I'm like, huh. I've seen one person make three old fashions at a time and it was a bartender from three dots and a dash uh where they were doing a pop-up down here in, in austin or down here in texas at all in austin three dots and dash is like a famous uh tiki bar out of chicago and that was really impressive but he's like yeah dudes like these dudes at anvil are just wild so I, all right so i go to anvil and i'm by myself i i, I had a hotel room so i parked i parked at the hotel and i just cabbed it everywhere because i knew this was going to be a drunken adventure and i was by myself and the reason I was up there, sorry guys, I know I'm just like scattering off. I promise I'll tell you about Anvil, but like uh, the reason I was even up there is because I was I was building my tiki menu, and uh, I was like, well, I've been taking my mai tai very very serious. I'm like, I want my mai tai. I don't I don't necessarily want the best mai. I'm not. I don't want to be able to claim I have the best mai tai ever, or that's mai tai in Texas or anything like that. But I want to make sure my mai tai is. To the it's to the quality where somebody comes into here and the, that knows tiki cocktails, especially like mai tais and and things like that, um, or like Saturns or you know freaking zombies, any, anything classic that then they have a sip of my mai tai. Because if you see a mai tai on the menu, or especially a guy like me, the first thing we're gonna order is a mai tai. So if so if I if, if somebody comes into my spot and they see the mai tai, they be like, all right, let's oh let me try your mai tai. Okay, I want them to have a sip of that and be like. Yeah, that's that's sturdy. That's a good drink. Like, so they have a so you know, I want them to be confident in their next order. You know what I mean? Because like, if you have a good mai tai, if you have an amazing daiquiri, that just means, yeah, dude. Like, you can just look at the bartender and be like, shoot, shoot from the hip, man. Like, I want some rum. I want some bourbon. Whatever. Like, if they can make a serious mai tai or a serious daiquiri, it's like, dude, then they'll probably probably be good to go the rest of the night like you can trust them with whatever else they're going to make but anyways uh so the reason i'm saying that is because i went up i did a tiki menu for this this past summer and i really wanted to see how my mai tai held up so i'm like you know what and i told myself it was a um it was a tuesday and i was like if i get everything done in my bar like everything polished, everything clean, everything put away, all my recipes, uh, all my syrups made, all my boozes like ready to go and have everything set up. I'm going to reward myself by, if I'm done by 4.30, I'm going to reward myself by getting in my car, driving to Houston, and going to Lalo, which is a tiki bar up in Houston. And I'm gonna, uh, I don't know what that clicking noise is, that tapping noise is. Oh, it might be my mom next door stapling something. She's hanging garlands. But anyways, uh. So I did. I, I was done by 4.30. Got my car. Whew, straight to Houston. Dude, I was in Houston. Like, I left at 4.30, and I took, like, the back roads. Like, I went, like, these back roads through, like, uh, Stratton to Edna. 
which well if you're from around this area you'll know what i'm talking about it was gorgeous and it was a, and i got in a 59 went straight in houston dude i was in i was in houston um shit the sun was still up so i mean like way up and so i it must have been like set like right at seven o'clock when i got there and they uh lay low on tuesdays have uh my uh a mai tai night and all their mai tais they have three different versions of mai tais in uh for six bucks i mean i don't know if they're still doing that but that's what they were doing then so i was like hell yeah so they had i went and i uh i tried all of them obviously i had to again i wasn't driving i was cabbing and then uh well i dropped my car off and then i started cabbing and then um i was just really just like i was happy with the mai tais i got of course but i was just like man my mai tai is pretty damn good i'm like i put a lot of effort into it i made everything i made everything in like my rum sl the mai tais obviously the sh the sugars that you use and how you make your syrups are highly important the fresh juices are highly important but your rums you know the, your orange liqueurs and stuff are highly important uh, of course but like the most important part is going to be your rums that you choose and in the tiki world like one of the charms of it one of the fun like aspects of it and people that come to a bar it's like you ha you have your own rum blends and you have your own like you, you know what i mean like you can i'll tell you what's in a mai tai but like like oh well what's in like in like when it's they read on the menu and then a house blend of rums or a secret blend of rums like what do you think why is it secret it's like you know it's like a it's kind of cheeky it's like having some fun it's like oh you don't even know what's in there i, I can tell you what's in there but you won't never know my ratios and things like that you know what i mean it's just fun and so like uh my my house blend is something i'm becoming very proud of it's 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 like it's it's a lot going on but i like my my tie to be almost not abrasive i guess not not, not a break I, I i want it to come off like boozy tart sweet like hit all three hit all the elements but at the same time like with the rum selection especially agricoles like that that weird grassy savory funky note you know and it's like that just like like kind of just like coats over everything you know what i mean it's like almost like is this bad it's like is this there's something there's something off about it and then but the thing is like that offness is exactly what you want or what i want especially and the thing is like when i drink mai tais and i drink these funky rums and like these cool agricoles are like like one of my favorite rums out there are agua dente de cañas i should say is a uh, paranubes dude it is seriously so you you're gonna love it there's, there's no 50 50. or i guess it is 50 50. you love it you hate it but like i mean it's great in a tea punch a tea punch is a cocktail that is it's it's the national cocktail of uh, martinique and it's a muddled lime a splash of, sh of demerara sugar or just a cane sugar i'm not exactly sure what the original original is and just some rum and apparently down in martinique which i haven't been yet but i will go especially because the cocktail i'm talking about um you um they just they just serve it to you like that they don't even put ice on it um god damn it i love that drink 
It's so funky. But when you drink it, it's like, man, I just feel my shirt unbuttoning. And I just feel my face just like turning green. And I feel like I just feel like the the lights lowering and I feel the purple neons just shining. And I just hear that freaking uh the the wild animal calls in the background. Now, ah, 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 ah. And then I just freaking just hear the dun, 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 dun. and it's like kind of just become like a creature within myself and it's just like i feel like i'm in like some kind of mystery movie like like or like scooby-doo's hawaiian adventure or something like that i don't know i just i just love it and the funky stuff gets me there so when <laughs> so about anvil i go into anvil and i said the bar and i was introduced to this drink i'm about to say the chartreuse swizzle i was introduced to the chartreuse swizzle um at one of my favorite bars in austin called small victory so it's always been like my go-to when i go to a nice bar that i know that will just absolutely know how to make one or or you know be into it so you know you go sit at anvil it's this really beautiful bar it's in the montrose area oh i i took a cab to i took a cab to a, a bar, uh, another tea bar downtown which was i it i yeah yeah I mean, I'd go back just because I, I don't live in Houston or anything like that. But Lalo, top notch. Go check it out. In the Heights in Houston. Uh, tell them I sent you. They don't want to know what the hell that means. They couldn't care less, I assure you. But tell them I sent you anyways. Maybe that can help me, uh, you know, get a relationship going with them. Anyways. they uh, Oh, so I went to this other crappy bar. And anyways, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to Anvil. So I got in the cab again. Went to Anvil. This sounds like a really expensive trip, but honestly, it's really not. Like I, I just, I, um, the cabs were actually, it's, these places are relatively close. So the cabs were not expensive. Like I think each cab lift ended up being like five bucks. And I had to do some R and D man, research and development. Like I had, I, I, I needed to assure myself I was going to give my guests and my regulars proper cocktails, especially when it comes to the realm of Tiki. Anyways, so now, all right, I'm at Anvil. I walk in, beautiful bar, sit at the bar. It's like a, it's a Tuesday night. This place is packed, packed. It's like, damn, hell yeah. This is what I'm talking about. And so uh, this place is packed. And um, I sit at the bar. Very nice lady walks up. Oh, I can, here's the menu. Give this menu. It's like, I, th I think the menu is 100 cocktails at all times. I'm definitely wrong about that. I, I, I know there's another layout. I, I hear so many things about them, and I just haven't really talked to them about how their program works. So I need to go over there and just like be that annoying guy at the bar and be like, can you please tell me how your program works? I've heard this and this and this and see what they have to say. Um, I, If I get the right bartender, they'll probably love to tell me about it, but sometimes you can just get the bartender that just said it three times already. <laughs> and you're at the, they're at that to say it again. So I can appreciate that too. But anywho, the lady looks at me and I said, I would love to have a chartreuse swizzle. And boom, she's on it. And she already starts off doing things I've never seen in a chartreuse swizzle. Like she does muddled mint, which is cool because it's one of the ingredients, or it's one of the garnishes, I thought, but or it is. But she had a muddled mint uh, swizzle and it was, um, it was very nice. It's very good. But while she's making it, While she was making it, 
there's a bartender to the right of her and she's like and she's doing it right for me like she's doing it like the show the showmanship was uh amazing and so i was just like and i kind of was overwhelmed by all these bartenders and like in all my peripherals and right in front of me just kicking ass and just like looking sharp and dressed dressed to the nines and the whole nine yards just in the nines what's the nines things about but anyways and so like i look over to the right and this guy is um he has four shakers full like built and this dude is doing double-handed shakes but the way he was shaking was wild like he was like started by his ears with his elbows out and like brought it down like he was holding a football you know what i mean so like almost like like an ab roller kind of thing you know what i mean but just imagine that he just had the chicken that's the way he was shaking and he was just having full conversations with the guest and this one lady's like trying to tab out and he's just why he's doing this he's like dropping shaker like putting shakers down perfectly picking up another one keeps it going puts it down he's just doing it between four shakers and it's just like this crazy it's like he's like the damn the kids playing cups and he just but it, it didn't look it just, he was so collected and he it's like this this dude isn't just like jumbling around because he's lost he's in the weeds he just has it down and he just knows what he's doing and he's just so sharp and he's talking to this lady puts one down and he has a uh, one shaker in his hand he's, he's going tabs her out gives her a check with the pen hands it over to her and then gets back to, he's like thank you ma'am and he just gets back to shaking these drinks and then dude puts out four freshly chilled coops coops are some people refer to them as marie antoinette glasses or whatever but if you know it, uh, it's like a, it's a it's it's a proper champagne glass if you will daiquiris are served in them at, at a lot of places now uh but anyways he puts four coops out and this dude breaks the tins like opens them up gates them and puts the frying uh the uh a, a hawthorne straighter uh look it up and then a fine mesh strainer so he gets into puts fine mesh and he has it in two hands and he is double straining four drinks at a time like right over to each other and then he puts those out and he does it one more time and so next thing you know there's eight drinks that he just made like nobody's business and had them all in front of the guests and they're all perfectly diluted all perfectly chilled all perfect proportions all perfect ratios and it's like oh my god I'm like what how i couldn't do that you know what i mean like i'm just trying to learn how to stir with my right hand for my old fashions you know what i mean and this dude is freaking like dude seriously i'll start stirring with my right hand and my freaking whole entire arm starts to cramp but i've been practicing so i'm getting a lot better at it <laughs> so i mean you know what you know they say we're doing push-ups or pull-ups so i can't do a pull-up well i guess your goal is one pull-up then kind of like that it was incredible i was so impressed and then um oh that's right and then i went to <laughs> i lived there i went to like uh, another restaurant one of the same owners called blt better luck tomorrow I had a highball there and I ate because they have pasta Tuesdays there and they have house made pasta and stuff. And it's the coolest little bar, dude. Like these bars are so badass. And I ate, um, just took it all in. And then I got a cab and went back to the hotel room, crashed out, woke up the next day, hung over as all get out, dude, as all hell. 
and drove back to um, Quero. But the thing is, like, typically if I'm hungover, so I was like, oh, I just want to go home. But I was hungover, and but yet so excited to come and do my first fucking uh, Tiki Wednesday at the Driftwood. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, uh, and it was just, like, I'm like standing there. I'm all hung over and stuff. People are walking in. Oh my god, you're Tiki nice fine. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm perfect, I'm perfect. Like my my. Uh, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like I did it right. I'm doing good. And like, cause the drinks I'm about to put in front of you, and this is all I'm saying to myself. I'm like saying this in my own head. I'm not saying it to my guest. <laughs> I mean, I might have no my weird ass, but uh, I'm like the, I was just like, I'm good, man. And like, I'm like, oh, I went to Houston last night and everything. Like, why? And I was telling you know, because I wanted just to test my metal. But anyways, but the whole time I'm like, the drink, the drink I'm about to put in front of you. This is my time I'm about to put in front of you, or this. Uh, the hell else is on my menu? Saturn or whatever. I'm like, yeah, like this is this is just as good as any of the big hitters and i was really excited man like i tried drinks from uh i've never been to um three dots and dash i've never been to smugglers cove uh that's like the mecca for tiki in san francisco or it's on almeida maybe i'm not sure but uh i never been over there i think i might just made up the town name almeida but alamedita alamagata let's see got oh i i have the internet in front of me can't forgetting about that. So it was um it, it I was just really I was just really happy with myself. I, I I was. Yeah, I was happy with myself because I was like, you know what, man? Like you're doing it, you're doing it right. Like if your bosses from um if your bosses from your other job came down here, the ones that that you look up to the most, I think they would be quite impressed with uh the ingredients and the way I'm making things and cause I don't cut corners. I do not cut corners and I never will. Um, uh, if it's just a San Francisco, Sonic Cove is in San Francisco. Oh yeah. It's, is there an Almeida, California? Sonic Cove is like the Mecca of Tiki bars right now. Um, it used to be like Terry Vicks and stuff. Or there's a place in Fort Lauderdale. I can't remember the name of it, but I haven't been there either. I have a couple of regulars that used to live in Fort Lauderdale, and they always tell me about it. And they, weren't, they don't even tell me about it because they want me to know about it. They just say, uh, oh, yeah, there's a place to go to. And I'm like, and they said the name of it. And I was like, I think that sounds familiar. I look it up. I'm like, oh, God, that's like a, it's like a, a really special place. Almeida, California. Uh, Alameda, Alameda, California. Yeah, Alameda, California is by uh, Oakland, by the original Trader Vic's in San Francisco area. So, I mean, maybe it is. It says Alameda is a city. Alameda is a city in Alameda County, California. United States is located on Alameda Island, Bay Farm Island, and Bay Farm Highland is adjacent to the south of Oakland and east of San Francisco in the San Francisco Bay. You know, I didn't realize that um, the Bay Area was that was where it is until like maybe 
eight years ago, ten years ago. I feel like I should have known that I was a kid. When people are like the Bay Area, I'm like, oh, California is so small. But apparently California is freaking giant. And then uh, East Bay, the magazine. I always thought East Bay was um, in Wisconsin. Where is East Bay? East Bay. Come on. Magazine is where. <laughs> It don't say. Where is East Bay? All right, the question for you guys to answer for me. Where is East Bay? Um, where's East Bay Magazine headquarters? I think it's in the San, in the Bay Area, but I could absolutely be wrong about that because I'm wrong about also. Oh yeah, we got some questions. Let's uh, let's check it out. Also, I'm wearing like this badass Junji Ito shirt, and I want it to do some. Uh, it's so funny because like I, I write stuff down on my phone and then I never look at it. Oh, I didn't, and I'm not recording myself tonight, like video taping myself because I just wanted to um, have my phone at, have my phone in my hand so I could um, be able to, um, you know, be better with my information. But now I'm just like lost, lost in confusion. The fuck. All right, so last time I did this, I'm like, please DM me your your questions. And the reason I was doing that is so it could be like a, a surprise, like when I open them up or whatever, but it didn't work out. So I just did the ask an AMA and just on the thread. So I follow, I mean, I have... I have like 2,000, why, why this is loading up, because my computer is the infamous computer. It's the computer, guys. I have like 2,000 friends on Facebook. I post things. It, it, I, I, I'll post something about like important, but like, guys, come check out my bar. Like I'm making a living. I'm doing all this stuff. Or like I'm like... uh Hey, uh, ask me any questions you want for my podcast, whatever, and you get two likes. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Like, there's like five, there's 2,000 of y'all that are potentially seeing this. Only three of you like this. Like, what is that? Do y'all not, if y'all don't want to like me, you don't have to like me. God dang, but you're going to be my friend on Facebook. Like, you know, give me a thumbs up. Just kidding. Yeah, 2,000 plus followers on our friends on Facebook. And I got seven likes on the question that says, doing another solo episode tonight, ask away, of course. But I got my boys in the corner asking me some questions. What's the Ben Morgan from Gulf Breeze? What's been your most crazy, bizarre interaction with the customer? Honestly, dude, I was talking about this with somebody earlier. There's this guy that came in here and... uh Actually, I should hold off on this one because it's pretty it's pretty detailed and I guess it would do a lot of it just hearing the story if you are one of my regulars and you listen to this you'll know who it is. So, I don't know. I get a lot of uh I get a lot of characters. I don't get like I don't like, you know, we don't we don't uh we don't have any violent interactions here or anything. That's for damn sure. Because uh we don't let it get that to that point. But um, 
I'm trying to think. I mean, this is. I mean, that's such a good question. I, I I might have to come back to that because like I don't have anything on my mind right now. I might have to like answer that in another episode just so I can like really put uh, thought into it. Sorry, Morgan. It's a good question though. It's a really good question. That's someone I just want that. The question is so good that it deserves a great answer. Clean Bobby, my boy. What's the lazier name? An orange or a walkie-talkie? <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's a good question. What's a lazy? What's a lazier name? An orange or a walkie-talkie? It might be. <laughs> it just reads so funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> walkie-talkie. Orange. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. What's a lazier name? Orange. Orange. <laughs> or walkie talkie. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That's killing me. I'm going to go with walkie talkie. That does seem pretty lazy. Oh, man. We just came up with this whole entire radio, analog radio device that we can communicate with each other without being interfered by any other. Um, um, uh, outside sources or whatever you know, it's picked the right channel and all this stuff and we show you how to use it took uh, hundreds of years to come up with this device and it's gonna save us especially in wartime it's gonna save people's lives what should we name it so you tell me you can walk around with this radio and talk to a friend or talk to a con or talk to another soldier yes sir that's what i'm saying um walkie talkie <laughs> <laughs> walkie talkie what do you want to name this fruit uh orange perfect <laughs> why do okay this is from thanks bobby that's a good that's a good one man <laughs> why do people use the term cement and concrete interchangeably that was asked by Les, uh lexi all right, that's right. Brian V. Alexi. Hashtag pet peeve. Okay. What the hell? There is a random lady outside of my bar. With the Christmas tree cut out. So, I, I mean, maybe she's going to. Oh, she's going to another store. This kind of caught me off guard. Okay. Why do people use term use the term cement and concrete interchangeably? And again, that was asked by Brian via Lexi. Hashtag pet peeve. Um, well, I cannot wait to dive headfirst into this one because I don't know, but I do remember my childhood friend James uh, going to school for this stuff. I remember him explaining the difference of uh, concrete, the difference between concrete and um cement to me one time when we were like 19 20 and i was just like blown away i'll tell you what let's look it up what is the differ damn first question that pops up what is the difference between magma and lava all right we gotta look that up first 
What is the difference between magma and lava? Magma is composed of molten rock and stored in the Earth's crust. Lava is magma that reaches the surface of our planet through the volcano vent. Volcanic volcano vent. Through a volcano vent. A volcano vent? So you're telling me when the freaking uh, tops of a mountain blows up and becomes a volcano, it's technically a vent? What? That's pretty cool. Who's a scientist now? Guys. What is... Gosh darn it. The difference... Shit, I thought it was. Difference between. I have like autocorrect and everything in front of me. I still don't know how to freaking spell. Isn't that fucked up? Between. Um, what's the question again? God dang it. Cement and concrete. Why is it when I think of the word cement? I think about braces or my teeth. I mean, I guess you have to use cement. All right. The difference between cement and concrete. <sighs> right, let me take a breath so I don't butcher this. Like uh, reading sponsorships. Although the term cement and concrete often are often. Oh, Jesus. Although the term cement and concrete often are used interchangeably, cement is actually an ingredient of concrete. Concrete is basically a mixture of aggregates and paste. The aggregates are sand and gravel or crushed stone. The paste is water and Portland cement. Okay. All right. Um, concrete is basically a mixture of aggregates and paste. The aggregates are sand and gravel and crushed stone. The paste is water and Portland cement. I I, I hope that hey I hope that answers your questions, Lexi and Brian, because uh sure. So I guess cement <clears throat> is just the paste that's made from C Portland cement, but if you add anything to it, it becomes uh concrete. So fair enough. There's a lot of boozes with those kind of rules and stuff like that. So, all right. No, I'm thinking of organic. It's like organic. Uh, to be organic has to be raised in like the terms of organic farming. But like when I worked at the place that shall never be named, aka Whole Foods, uh, I do remember um, if if you took. Um, all right, so there's like organic and there's conventional. Conventional simply means it wasn't raised with by the organic standards of the United States of America, agriculture department, whatever the fuck you're talking about. But um, if you took a bundle of, oh, fuck it. If you took a banana, organic banana, and you put it into a conventional banana crate, that one banana would no longer be conventional, but the whole entire crate would still be the same. Now, just with an added banana to it. So, if you had a crate of organic bananas, you took a conventional banana, 
and put that one banana into the crate of organic bananas by, I don't know, I guess by law and all by all standard practices, when you take that conventional banana and put it into an organic banana basket, the entire bundle or crate of organic bananas, the entire crate is now conventional bananas because the cross-contamination destroyed the entire batch. So think about that. You take an organic banana, you put it into a conventional crate. That one banana that was organic is now conventional with the rest of the conventional bananas. You take one conventional banana, put it into an organic crate, the entire crate of organic bananas, even if there's a thousand of them, are now Maybe not that. Maybe or let's just say let's let's let, let me calm the numbers down. Let's say a hundred of them, because of that one banana, the rest of them are are uh, the rest hundred the rest of the hundred bananas are now conventional. Think about that. Think about how many times you go to the store, and you see somebody grab something out of the conventional, and they go and they say, "Oh my God, they have organic here," and they put the our, the conventional fruit into uh, the organic crate. And just simply because they saw the brand, they saw it said organic and they thought they were making a wiser decision and then grabbed the organic. You know what I mean? That means that entire crate, they just did that because of the switch of judgment, change of judgment or whatever, or change of mind, change of judgment. Uh, it just, just in, the, in the eyes of the law or on the, not, I keep saying law, I don't even know if it's a law, but in the eyes of uh, the, these organic practices, that whole entire batch is ruined. It's all conventional now. It has to all be moved to a section to where it's not organic. Isn't that, that's so stupid. I'm sorry, man. That's dumb as hell. <sighs> what do I know? Because, you know, there's so much work that goes into doing that. You know what I mean? All that hard effort. And it's like, oh, man, we made all this organic fruit. Made all this organic kale. Made all this organic uh, squash. And then somebody goes and does a switcheroo like that. And you're like, oh, my hard work to make something organic is technically not organic anymore. I mean, it's dumb. It shouldn't be. It's like, yeah, okay, brush off. Brush off the... Just brush it off. No big deal. But I think it's just simply because they, the these stores, especially these higher end grocery stores, can't afford some. Or they can just don't want to take the risk of. They rather uh, scrap a couple hundred bucks of product instead of having to explain to somebody why they lied to them and get a lawsuit for like hundreds of thousand dollars, which is ridiculous. And if anybody does that, shame on you. Um, okay, let's keep on going. Bubba, what's up, dude? What's something you do at the hard? What's something you want to do at the hardwood? Oh, what's something you do at your at the hardwood that you ever done? All right, so that's the name of my bar, by the way, the hardwood. So, um, anyways, that you, uh, <laughs> God damn it, I was doing so well not saying the name of my damn bar. Of all the things I spill the beans on, but um, whatever, doesn't matter. What's something you do? What's something you want to do? That the, at the hardwood that you have not done yet man that is a that is a good question i have a little bit more control over that answer because i think about the things i want to do here 
all the time. Um, something on my list right now is to bring in uh, the wintertime tiki menu and to do somewhat of a transformation in here. That's something I'm really excited about. Uh, kind of tried to do it last year, but it um, it went pretty well. But I think it's just like kind of a pouncing on my guest. You know what I mean? Like this, it's just like overwhelming. You know what I mean? To get somebody, it's like you're not going to get a crown. What do you mean I can't? <laughs> you know, somebody being like, I want to get a peach. Uh, crown peach peach crown royal and in sprite and i'm like uh no i don't have that but what do you th what about a uh but instead of that why don't you have a merciless virgin <laughs> you know it's pretty it's pretty drastic and change but um this year i kind of want to bring it up like uh bring that back um i really want to start doing um prefix menus uh, I did my first brief. Well, I'd done a prefix menu here before, but last night was my first like legitimate, like, well, I had, but I had a prefix menu yesterday for some guests that was like stellar and like exactly what I wanted to do. It executed perfectly. And I, I would love to do that. I want to, I want to set it up where, where people are like calling in advance. Be like, yo, we want to spend the early week. At, at the hard we would have dinner there on a tuesday night and just really just have like this really intimate experience and thing like that so something like that and then also i would love to um expand on my bottles i do we are very proud i can't say we i am very proud of my bottle selection it's a 15 bottle 15 and 20 bottle back bar at all times and the reason is because you can't get come and get a jet and coke here and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I have nothing wrong with that, dude. Like seriously, like a, a rum and coke. It's one of my favorite drinks. Matter of fact, I'm drinking a Cuba Libre right now. But when I tell you how I make my Cuba Libre, you'll understand what I mean. But um, and it's always interchangeable. We're getting like really fantastic rums, dude. Like the rums I, selection I have right now, and some of the bourbon stuff. I had to jump through serious hoops, man, to get them. Like I'm bringing stuff to this area that nobody would ever even think about bringing here and granted they don't it's not something they would necessarily want to bring here you know what i mean it's not it was not a problem it's just an introduction you know what i mean i'm just trying to introduce something different like something like small town Quero or small town texas for that matter they know what old-fashioned is but never had one or um think of daiquiri because i'm a frozen machine that's not the case you know and it's like i said it's not i'm not telling you that you're drinking wrong I'm not trying to show you, tell you that you're drinking wrong. Drink what you like, but I just want to show you something different. I want to introduce you to something else. I don't want to intimidate you. I don't want to um, question, make you, I don't want you to think I'm questioning your integrity, or not integrity, but like your, um, okay, so like when you, when you see a, a ranch hand come in here, like I want to make a little bulge. Like, these are these are small beer selection. I'm like, what about a, or like, fine, I'll have a whiskey Coke. Like, we don't have Coke here or whatever. What about a, why don't you try a, an old fashioned or whatever, whatever. And like, cause you're like, put them on the, you are in a way putting them on the spot to try something they never tried before taking out of the comfort zone. And it does like kind of question, they, it makes them question their, um, is I, you can see their confidence just kind of like teetering, you know? And so it's just like, and they don't want to be embarrassed and they don't want to be, they don't have the wool pull over their eyes. And so like, it's a really delicate dance to like, uh, Assure them that's not what you're doing. So, um, 
I am going all over the place with this question. But yeah, good question. There's a lot of things I want to do, Bubba. I appreciate you asking, and um, I hope you come in soon, man. Come check it out, see what I'm doing. Uh, the layout's going to change a lot for sure. Um, really want to um, do some really cool stuff, man. I want to. I, I, when people are like, uh, "Oh my god, these drinks are so fancy," I always correct them. I, I, I try my best to correct them. Like these drinks aren't fancy. There's proper cocktails that you deserve. It's like, don't we deserve this down here too? Like, do you have to drive to Austin, Houston, San Antonio to get a proper daiquiri? No. You can come right here in your hometown. Matter of fact, because we're not, I'm not here to compete, man. I mean, I'm not here to uh, compete. I'm here to take over. Freaking Conor McGregor. My mom, my mom's like, yeah, that guy looks like that Irish wrestler that y'all always root for. And uh, sorry about that. There's a right by the highway. That's a big truck driving away. I'm like, wrestler? And she's like, yeah, he does all the kung fu stuff. My mom's literally telling me this. I'm like, uh, She's like, he's Irish? I'm like, Conor McGregor? <laughs> but uh, been disappointed in his actions lately, as we all should be. Hopefully he can uh, tighten it up and be a positive role model. Anyways. Um, what the hell is I saying? Huh. I do not remember what I was saying. All right, well... Um, you know, I'm not done yet. Expand on this and stuff and just like really get it going. I, God, I just lost a, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. Uh, maybe we'll come back to that some other time. <sighs> Wesley, one of my oldest, one of my old childhood friends. What is with the scars on your ankle? So I'll try to make this quick because I'm uh spent a lot more time on all this than I thought it would be. But uh for me and uh, Wesley tried to tattoo each other on a, on our front porch one time when we were like 14 years old and we drew designs on our legs and we tried to burn it in with uh scolding hot sewing needles and it just turned into a pretty much a very fucked up brand. I still got it, Wes. Love you, buddy. Uh, I'm sure there'd be another time where I'd go into that story in, in much detail. Brandon. Is the S or the C silent in the word sent? Damn. That's real. That's real life right there, man. I don't know. That's a good question. Silent. I guess the C. Why not? I mean, let's just take it, keep it easy. Let's just say C. The C is silent and silent. Because if I were to spell silent, if I were to spell silent and didn't know how to spell it, I would use an S before I use a C. Fair enough. I really wanted to talk about Junji Ito tonight too, but we'll get into that. I'll get into that next time. Talk about some Junji Ito. Junji Ito is like the godfather of horror manga. And I'm like looking over the corner. I, I just got his uh, graphic novel smashed. I read um, Shiver and then I got the... Uh, uh, one of our regular a patron at the other bar I worked at up in Austin, he like brought me like this one, and then there's Frankenstein that he read. They're about the Uzumaki, which I haven't uh, read yet. Uh, I've been trying to read it, but they're always selling out. And they used to have the copy at AB Comics, ABC Comics in uh, Austin, and I always passed it for some reason. I'm like, oh, you know, I want to try his other stuff first because I do want to read Uzumaki, and then like. Uh, now I can't get it, and the reason is because Adult Swim's doing a Uzumaki uh, series. 
Um, so now everybody's gobbling it up, which is badass, which is great because I really would love to have the conversation of Junji Ito and like mangas and stuff like that. Like I, like we have about game of Thrones and stuff like that. Everybody should be watching this shit. It's for our reading. It. It's freaking badass, dude. Um, dude, all right, well, I guess to get into that time, damn, I'm rolling through. So I, I, I told you I'm going to try to sign off every episode with a uh, cocktail. And tell me this. I was thinking about naming the episodes of the cocktails, the recipes that I uh, tell y'all over the mic. And that, that's what it'll be. Like the first one, uh, the first like episode negative one uh, was a Tom Collins that I described. And I, I was thinking maybe I should have named the episode Tom Collins. But at the same time, whatever i can just do that when i do my booze podcast granted this one was very boozy but um yeah i'm going to tell you about my kuba libre so essentially my kuba libre is something i'm really in love with right now and it's essentially because you know you know i always say we don't have jack and cokes and i always say we don't do crime on that there ain't all of that but we just don't we even carry the sodas in the house but now there's certain food we do have a little bit of soda here just you know just because i'm not going to deny you a we use the mini cans of Coke or whatever. I wasn't going to do Mexican Cokes and stuff like that, but they're just too expensive. And so uh, I was like, you know, I'm not going to deny you a soda, like a, like a soda. If you're, if you're just having dinner, you know, if you're eating some pimento cheese and stuff, you're like, yeah, I don't want a cocktail. I just want like a Sprite. It's like, sure. That's fair. You know, like I can't, you know what I mean? Like when I weigh my scales, that evens out, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I can't argue with that. Like that, that makes sense. Like I'm anyways, Um, so my Cuba Libre, I, I just love it so much. And I use uh, Collins cubes, like these handcrafted Collins cubes that are about 1.5 inches wide by like, uh, five inches tall. Yeah. So what I do is I build my, sh I get my shaking tins and I put a quarter ounce of Demerara sugar. Demerara sugar is going to be a two to one ratio of Demerara sugar to water. Boom. Right in the tin three quarter ounces of lime juice. And that's because I wanted a little bit on the drier side. I mean, because there's going to be a lot of sweetness that gets into this. It doesn't seem like three, a quarter of an ounce is going to be much of Demerara sugar, but it really is. Um, it just really goes through. And the thing about Demerara is it's like, it's not as processed. So it's a lot of um, earthiness going through it. A lot of deep, dark tones, if you will. So anyways, put that lime juice on there. So I did something earlier. I took some Puerto Rican rum and I washed it with a like seriously took an old bottle of rum agricole and I took um, Puerto Rican rum in this empty bottle that I was bought before I threw it away of rum of rum agricole that just reeks of that rum agricoleness. I poured the um, the uh, Puerto Rican rum in there, swished around, poured it back into the bottle uh in a cheater bottle of course and just like so it just gave it a little bit extra kick you know what i mean a little bit more depth like that really clean coconut rum but it has a little bit just a touch of funk going on so anyway so i take that uh rum i guess i would technically be a blend and i put an ounce of that into the shaker then i take my, one of my favorite rums probably my top my number two rum ever smith and cross it's a jamaican uh pot still rum beautiful color great history 
a um, lot of dark tones, a lot of caramel tones, a lot of uh, it has a little bit of funkiness to it. It's like really well. It's like it's like almost it's only it's like almost drinking candy, like in the in the mouth feel. Like not necessarily the the flavor profile. The flavor profile is pretty woody to me. But anyways, uh, ounce of that in there. Hard shake. Double strain over into a Collins in, or into a highball glass with that Collins cube in there. Double strain. That's essentially right now. It is a daiquiri, a daiquiri variation on ice. It's pretty much what it is. And then we're just going to crack a Coke open and then just float Coke on the top until we get to a nice wash line. So it's about maybe quarter ounce to half an ounce of Coca-Cola. And that's it. That's it. And it is seriously one of the, my favorite drinks I'm having right now. And uh, I'm happy I got to share that with you guys. I'm happy that I got to tell you all about that. That is uh, something I'll, I'm, I'm going to try my best to keep on. Maybe, maybe uh, who knows? Maybe I'll keep on telling you all drink recipes. Maybe not. Because I do want to eventually do my booze um, podcast. I have the name and everything picked out. I've actually been working on it. I want to be a little bit more scripted. Like, I wanted to be a scripted introduction, uh, set up an interview with um, some guests that gift me these bottles, talk to them, and then have like an outro, outro final thoughts kind of interview. Or, uh, narration at the end and do all that and i want that to be its own separate entity because i don't want to cuss on it i want it to be you know i wanted to be well prepared I don't, like you know this is these negative episodes are an opportunity for me just to like kind of just throw out my thoughts and just kind of just sit down with the with the with the rig and stuff and just kind of just have let let my let my brain go and just like let let me get things out that i didn't even realize i needed to get out um you know, and again, I hope Joel really is able to start doing this, or whatever. Because honestly, like this is uh, somewhat therapeutic, cathartic, I suppose. Like I didn't go deep with anything this time, but um, but it's just nice. It's nice to it's nice to sit here in this cozy little corner at my bar and just like look up, see some uh, planet Earth, whatever. Have have a drink or two by myself and just like really just talk because you know like when you sit at home like how often do you get to like okay so I'm, I'm a single guy i live at home by myself and i and i've been uh I've, I've been in that situation many of years there'd be times where i'd be off like three days in a row and at the the third day i would wake up and be like my name is doug and the reason I do it is because I do. I remember how to talk. I got like I, I need to say something. People think I mean because like I like to talk and stuff. And I like to be around my friends and everything. But like sometimes when I'm by myself, I'm just quiet and nothing. You know what I mean? So and also, you don't just get to. This is like really nice because you don't just talk to yourself. If I were to, if you were to walk by me on the street corner and I'm like talking to myself like I've been this past hour. I'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Like, you know what I mean? I'll be calling the freaking psych ward. But like for me, and so it's nice because like it's essentially, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you guys, uh, but you can't talk back. So essentially I'm talking to myself because there's nobody else in here, nobody. And so it's um, just kind of like, again, yeah, it's just kind of like decompressing my brain. feels pretty good. And um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to it. Um, yeah, I... Uh, Hope you guys take these recipes, put them into uh, put them into uh, action. Whatever. I got to pee pretty bad though, that's for sure. 
But yeah, so after that, all right, well, all right, so I said the name of the bar. Fuck it. Here you go, guys. The name of the bar is the Hardwood in historic downtown Cryo, Texas. Um, the name, the the reason it's called the Hardwood is the original hardwood floors, the original hardwood ceilings. This building was built in 1887, so it's an homage to all the spirits and all of the people and all the wonderful stories that have been spread across these floors for the past 132 years. So, um yeah, and I just want to introduce Proper Cocktail to small town Texas, and I just wanted to do it through uh, through the way of my hometown because I have a huge uh, safety blanket here, and everybody believes in me, and I believe in them too, and I love everybody. Um, on behalf of me and Joel, I want to say thank you all so much for keeping up with us. Thank you for listening to these negative episodes. I hope, they, I hope that you all enjoy them as much as I enjoy making them. Uh, Joel and I will be releasing another episode uh thursday uh this is going to come out tonight on wednesday uh and then also please follow us on instagram uh at i didn't see you but you can also follow me at at d-u-g-f-r-e-s-h-85 you can follow joel at uh joel the gentleman um also please give us five star reviews it just helps it helps us out so much with like um search engine stuff like so if you go into the podcast app and you type in id i space d i d if we get a bunch of if we get enough five star reviews we'll start popping up into that search category that's how that helps us out so please uh consider doing that just seriously you just have to push the five star and i mean if you i mean if you want to give us a one star we understand i guess because i mean it's pretty we're kind of all over the place. But uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to us. It means the world to me. Thank you for sticking around with me if you're still listening. Um, yeah, and I uh, just love you guys. And you're the best customers in the world. And I hope you all have a good day or night. Oh, yeah. By the way, the, the intro and outro song are mine, too. So uh, Joel's not here to stop me and hit all these sample boards. So I'm just going to let it play out. Thanks, guys. I love y'all.